Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day, man. Beautiful here in Southern California. Don't know where you are. If you're cold, have a blanket. If you're warm, throw on some flip-flops. Not really flip-flop weather unless you listen to us in Florida. We're all over this great country. It's awesome when I was in Vegas last week and people listen on our Vegas affiliate. I get texts all the time. Bro, I heard you and I was on your our Boise affiliate. Uh... Where was my friend listening? I got a text. I got to look through my text messages. You get them from all over. Tell a friend. You can also listen to us on uh, Sirius XM. Sirius, I think it's 217, and XM is 203. You can download the iHeartRadio app and listen to the show. You can listen to a podcast form, like whatever you want. Um, and if you missed a segment or you missed like Dante Whitner, who is awesome, it's like complete breakdown. Although I will point out he played for two teams, Bills, Niners. Pick the Bills and the Niners to make it to the Super Bowl. It's not, I mean, not not crazy picks, but still, um, little just a smidge of homerism there, smidge. But it was the type of detailed analysis and breakdown. We're like, wow, he didn't just say what he said, why, and it was really, really good. If you missed that, you can download the podcast form. Just go to wherever you download podcast or uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show page on Facebook, and we put it out there. Somebody puts that out. I don't know. Jason, is that what you do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, if that's what you do, good, good. You do a good job of it. Cause I like, I get all these Facebook page updates and I was like, I didn't do that. Somebody, somebody much smarter than me did that one. Check out the latest lines in world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21 president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The thing about the Cowboys is fascinating, right? Like on one hand, you have all these former Cowboys on TV and radio, right? You got Michael Irvin, you got Troy Aikman, you got Tony Romo, uh, Moose Johnson. Uh, who else? Who are the other? Uh, there's there's a litany of of Dallas Cowboys that have been sprinkled about on TV. Now, some of it is like, look, you win three Super Bowls, you're a Hall of Famer, you're going to have TV opportunities. Troy Aikman, um, whose career was cut short because of concussions, injuries. I mean, here's the guy that he's the biggest guy in the booth. So, of course, you're going to hear from Troy. But there's a good and a bad to it. Like, these guys are all good, but they're all now removed enough. They've had time enough where, and in order to make it in this game abroad, you can't, when you're a national guy, you can't just come be a complete homer. You know? We're all going to have, what happens with your team program whatever now again I, everyone is different i can only tell you with me like i still follow everything from my alma mater at oklahoma state um it's interesting i i didn't like oklahoma basketball or oklahoma football when i played at oklahoma state but i haven't lived in the state in oof, almost 20 years so it's not like i hate everything the other school has to offer there, there's parts of it that I'll never get, I'll never like, and I'll always kind of make fun of. But it's not like I, I won't wear, like there are people who won't wear red. 
if or you won't wear orange baseball when you're local. And anyone who knows a, 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 a lives in a college town knows what I'm talking about. Like if you travel, this is interesting. Like if you're in, I was in College Station, Texas. You cannot find anything orange, burnt or otherwise, in College Station, Texas. Same could be said when I was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the week before. Right? Couldn't can't find that stuff. You know, because the rival color. But but for most of us who move away and have a job and you start covering sports, you, you start really appreciating people more than the team. Sometimes organizations, you like an organization or a guy who's running an organization more than a team. But I think this is interesting. After the Cowboys performance last Sunday, a lot of former Cowboys have come out and critical of the current team, the current roster, the current coaching staff. Here's Michael Irvin. He said this on Stack in the Box podcast. Every team you look at, the stars of the team showed up and played. You can't win in this game if your stars don't show up and play. That Prescott, 69 passer rating. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 31 rushing yards. C.D. Lamb, 21 yards in reception. One reception for 21 yards. They had the star players playing like role players. That's why they got their butts sitting at home on this couch. Um, I, I, I get it. I, I get it. We, but we have a tendency to cover football like it's basketball. You guys ever understand? Like football, it just isn't necessarily as much that sport. You know, because in football, you can dedicate two or three eyes and guys to, 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 to different to different players, different personnel. Like you can, you can do that. So I, you know, I, I just, I look at these things and I respect Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman. But then I, I listen to Dante Whitner come on and say like, look, some of that coverage was disguised. There were safeties over the top. Were there times in which they missed their star players? Yeah. But there's part of it is by design. They, they want you to take the bait. And force the ball to C.D. Lamb. Here's Jerry Jones on his radio hit this morning. If I thought changing out men at any level would improve us, I would change it out. Uh, I've looked, looked around. I see a lot of names, a lot of great names, a lot of great names from colleges, a lot of great names. I see them coming through. I've seen a lot of great names at uh, various duties in the NFL come and go over the last 30 years. Okay, I haven't seen but a couple of them that I thought might have a straight shot into what's up above. That's Belichick up there in uh, New England. His record has been unbelievable. But uh, aside from that, I'll be very candid with you. I see human beings, human is human uh, work ethic, human excelling, and coming up with a way to go. Uh, bottom line is, yes, I'm very, very frustrated and upset that we've, uh, you can call it COVID, you can call it anything, but we have used up some very talented players over the last few years. Hmm. 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 Byer, what do you think he means by that? We've used up some very talented players the last few years. I mean, I, my my take on it means... Yeah, like we've wasted some prime years of Ezekiel Elliott, right? We've wasted some prime years. Of, I mean, Dak Prescott, obviously he got, he got hurt. 
I don't know what 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 is the what is the COVID part? I, I'm not really sure. I get the the COVID part to it. You know, they were poorly coached on defense last year by Mike Nolan. That did that scheme. Guys didn't buy into it. Didn't work. It didn't connect with the players. Now that ain't COVID. Now Micah Parsons, that guy's a star. He's going to be good. He's going to be great. And you know, I mean, it's going to be up to Jerry. Jerry can. He's got a defense coordinator, Dan Quinn, who might get a job, or he can move the Brinks truck and. And and keep him. Um, you know the Dak ankle. I, I get there's. I also think he's probably talking about prime. You know, prime Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith's been hurt some, but part of it is the rest of the team hasn't been good. They've had other injuries. They've had some changes in the offensive line. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what what do you, like you we've burned up some guys. Zeke is probably the only guy who. You know. His better years are behind him. Tyron Smith may be the other guy. I don't know who he's talking about with the rest of the team. That's a weird comment. Let's listen to him back to back. First, Michael Irvin, then Jerry Jones. And I'll, I'll give you kind of what I think the overall takeaway is. Here, first, here's Michael Irvin again. Every team you look at, the stars of the team showed up and played. You can't win in this game if your stars don't show up and play. That Prescott, 69 passer rating. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 31 rushing yards. C.D. Lamb, 21 yards in reception. One reception for 21 yards. They had the star players playing like role players. That's why they got their butts sitting at home on this couch. If I thought changing out men at any level would improve us, I would change it out. Uh, I've looked looked around. I see a lot of names, a lot of great names, a lot of great names from colleges, a lot of great names. I see them coming through. I've seen a lot of great names at uh, various duties in the NFL come and go over the last 30 years. Okay? I haven't seen but a couple of them that I thought might have a straight shot into what's up above. That's Belichick up there in uh, New England. His record has been unbelievable, but uh, aside from that, I'll be very candid with you. I see human beings, human is human uh, work ethic, human excelling, and coming up with a way to go. Uh, bottom line is, yes, I'm very, very frustrated and upset that we've, uh, you can call it COVID, you can call it anything, but we have used up some very talented players over the last few years. Um. I felt like Irvin's calling out Dak and pointing out that Zeke is, is not nearly as good as what he's paid or his reputation. And I feel like Jerry's in a bit of denial. Seems like the Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys, right? None of that is. And this is what, ha- this is what happened. Look, when you look at any time when, when Trump won the white house, you know, right before he won the White House, they were talking, people were talking about whether the Republican Party is going to collapse. And it was the Democrats who had to try and figure out what do we do different? How do we? Then the Democrats win and the Republicans are not. Well, what do they got? That's what when you lose a really smart person looks. You look at yourself in self-scout when you win or when you lose and you go like, all right, here's where we can get better. Here's where we can get worse. You know. Jerry's like, well, I see human people and yep. I'm disappointed. We could add some things, but I actually think we'll, we should win. <laughs> That's kind of what he said. And, and Mike Irvin's like, look, if Dak doesn't play any better. If Zeke doesn't play any better, 
CD Lamb doesn't play any better, you're always going to get beat. They're all kind of saying, well, at least at least Irvin and Aikman are kind of saying the same thing. How come we can't get CD Lamb going? Calling out the coordinator, calling out the quarterback. Michael Irvin's calling out the running back. And Jerry's sitting there going, just got to try better next time. Ah, the Cowboys. The gift that keeps giving. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. And I'm ready for the weekend. Huh? Who's ready for some football this weekend? No, won't be playing this weekend? Antonio Brown. Like those pictures of him and Kanye and now help me out. I was saying maybe you can help me out. So sure. The woman he's been hanging out with something Fox, but it's not Megan Fox. Oh, you- it's a, it's a different Fox, right? I was asking Bo if he knows that he knows this because Bo, you know, you know who this is? Bo doesn't. He's shaking his head. No. Oh, here. Let's go to Dan. He knows. I, be- I believe her name's Julia Fox. Is that the name? Okay, so I guess my my question is, Julia Fox. Is Julia Fox Megan Fox's sister? Do we know this? I don't think so. I'm guessing Megan Fox is in her real name. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, I think just Fox seems to be, you know, apropos. Could somebody confirm that? Is Fox her actual last name? But now Julia Fox is... Uh... Is she's dating Kanye, and they're hanging. They're all hanging out together. It was I saw a picture of Madonna, right? Kanye West, Julia Fox. Who else? There was a couple. There was a couple others. You're like, wow, all in all in one room. Yeah, Megan Fox. It actually is her real name. I thought maybe they just you know changed it for Hollywood, but but no relation. I don't. She's think a, so. she's an Italian American actress, model, filmmaker. Uh, what was she in? Oh, she was in Uncut Gems. Have you guys seen Uncut Gems? My problem yes. is I heard Unkept Gems is good, but it's an Adam Sandler movie, and there's been so many bad Adam Sandler movies that I like made it up to myself like, nah, not going to do it, won't do it, can't do it, can't do it. And then they're like, no, Uncut Gems is really good. Like, yeah. I did, I, I did I not think it was as great as, and I actually did see it. I did see Uncut Gems, Doug. This could be a first. that I, I've seen a movie that, that most of us have not. I, I didn't think that it deserved the hype that it That's, received. I think, the problem. I, I I think I've nailed the problem here is that the movies you've seen aren't that good. So you're like, mm, I don't know. I just, you get, you're getting, you get, you get me to go to a movie and it's uncut gems. Uh, well, I like, like I gave my daughter. So my daughter uh, Harper was homesick two days ago and we were talking about movies and thrillers or whatever. So what I gave her a list. Have you seen bone collector? No. Okay. Have you seen uh, along came a spider? No. Uh, have you seen seven? No. Okay, well, there's just three that if you go and you, you know, you go and watch them, you'll love them. They'll just be good movies. They're great thrillers. Iowa Sam, have you seen all three of those movies? Uh, sorry, I was. I heard you say Bone Collector. I have seen that. Is that when Denzel is in the, the hospital bed? He's like a quadriplegic. Uh, no, I don't think the Bone so. Collector. Bone, I'm, I'm trying to think. Isn't that I what Denzel Washington? It, Denzel is in it. Yeah. Was yeah. he in the hospital bed? Well, he's like, he's... Denzel and Angela, Angela yeah. and Jolie. Yes, he is. He's a, he's a quadriplegic. Right. It's a quadriplegic forensics expert. And he sort of guides her through these this crime, and they 
helpful. It's really yeah. good. It's, I, look, good it's from 99. It's 20, 20 years old, but you'll watch it. You'll, I guarantee you'll be like, that's a good movie. I mean, look, if you just throw in a Denzel movie, is, how many bad Denzel mov- movies are there? Very few. Very few. Uh, one of the ones that creeps me out the most is Fallen. You ever, you ever seen Fallen? With, with John Goodman? Yeah. I saw that a long time ago when I was a kid, and, and I just didn't really, re- I couldn't understand it. I should go back to it. Um, all right, look, it's an older movie, so I can, I, this would be a little bit of a, this is kind of giveaway, but the idea is there's like a evil spirit of a, like a murderer that passes from person to person and like takes over people's subconscious. It's, and it's, yeah, you, you got to watch it. It's really good. That one's a good one. Training Day, American Gangster, Man on Fire. Like, man, there's, I just, it's hard to find a bad Denzel movie. That's, I think I've nailed your problem is that you've, you know, you've, the movies you've picked, Buyer, are not great movies. So it sours you on movies because you haven't had somebody like me to go, like, <laughs> you know what? I will go out and I will check, check, <laughs> check it out. And if it's good, I'll tell you. Listen, the reason that I checked out the Uncut Gems was also because Kevin Garnett, and so there's that sports angle to it. That's and that's I think why. And plus, my wife was like, "Oh yeah, I want to see that." That's how it ended up being on the playlist. But it's a fair point. I I did see. Uh, gosh, I you know saw Philadelphia with Denzel. Saw Training Day a long time ago. I was going Crimson yeah. Tide. You seen Crimson Tide? Yes, yes, saw that one. Good one. One. Yeah, he had a run there. He had a run there where he had Crimson Tide. Um, uh, what was it? Philadelphia, Pelican Brief, Crimson Tide, Fallen, He Got Game, The Siege, Bone Collector, Hurricane, um, Remember the Titans, Training Day, Antoine Fisher, Man on Fire, Manchurian Candidate. Like, he had a run there. It was like, man, great movie, great movie, great movie. It's not what you know. Is what you can prove. There you go. No question. Andrew Kemp listening. Bone Collector, Long Came a Spider, and Seven. All great movies. Agreed. That, that was a list I gave to my daughter. I was like, she's like, well, I need a movie. I don't like, because we were talking about horror movies. We talked about this yesterday. I was like, no, no, you want thrillers. Thrillers are what you want. Bone Collector, Long Came a Spider, and Seven. Seven. Now, you've never seen Seven, Buyer? No. Okay. Watch Seven. Um, I think, yeah, watch seven. Let's just start with seven. Let's, let's go with seven is because it's, it's prime Brad Pitt, right? Prime Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. And it's, uh, prime Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. And then who's the, wait, which is the, the female lead or his, his wife in seven. I'm trying to think. Um, it's uh Gwyneth Paltrow, I believe. Was, was that Paltrow? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kevin Spacey also in it. That's <laughs> like, yeah, the hell of a movie. And, and seven is seven was 1995. And I'm telling you, like, you're going to go see it. And I, it's, it's, it stands up. It's still very, very good. What's Let's get in the, the box? Damn- no, no, don't do that. What's in the box? Don't do that. Rich Ornberger joins us. He's a former NFL lineman. He's a co-host of Fox football Sunday with Steve Hartman, one to five Eastern. That's at in the afternoon each Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He joins us, by the way, the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines on World of Sports, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. 
BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, let me just quickly look back on last weekend where Sunday you're doing the show, you're watching the Cowboys. Um, what was your reaction to the Cowboys' inability to get the last snap off? Well, first and foremost, and thanks for having me, Doug, I, I was con- uh, confused as to why they ran the ball. You know, and, and I was like, maybe Dak just saw an opportunity there. And then I was like, nope, that was a planned QB draw. And so I have to be honest with you. I didn't love the play call in the first place, and I still don't really. I think you have a lot of opportunities, especially with a, an offense that's really built around the passing game with the ineffectiveness at times of Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard and injuries in the backfield they've dealt with this season, like, two-minute drill when there's only about 13, 14 seconds left on the clock. A QB draw is a curious play call. And then in terms of uh, just getting down and having awareness of the clock, I mean, if, if that's something they worked on, if that's situational football that they worked on, then that means that Dak didn't execute, that Dak didn't get down soon enough, that, you know, in a game where they needed a touchdown – um, he needs to be aware of where the clock's at because you need some time for the ref to spot the ball for the next snap to occur for the uh, for for the ability to to clock the ball and have one last shot, shot at the end zone, which they shouldn't have had a shot at the end zone in the first place because San Francisco 49ers gave up so much yardage. But that's a topic for a, a different day, perhaps. I, I mean, the, the whole end of that game was a complete laughing stock. Both coaches really screwed up the situational football, but that last play, I mean, that 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 last play, if, they, if it's something they practiced, and, and they said that they've scripted it, well, then that's on Dak. To not hand the ball to the official? Well, that's part of it. Should, should have gone down earlier. You should have. It, it's not. Yeah. It's not even a clock in your head. Like when he's running and his eyes are up, you can see. You know, and it's your home game. Like again, like they teach quarterbacks, they teach everybody this, right? Where you got to know where the clocks are, right? You you yep. have to know. You have to know exactly how much time it takes for everything, right? Like I know yep. this in I know this in basketball. I know it in football. It's the same thing. When you practice, it, you got to practice. All right, you got to go down with you know ten. You know, like at least 10 seconds, you got to go down in order for your lineman to get lined up. Then you have to hand the ball to the official. Then you have to get lined up, like all of these things. And Dak screwed it up more than it. Like, even if you don't like the play call, it works. If Dak doesn't screw it up, he screwed it up. Exactly right. Exactly right. 100% right. And, and they admitted as much that they, this is something that they scripted. This is something that they wanted to get to in a situation like that, that they've worked on in the past. So if it's something that's been coached now, and I'm look, I'm, I'm a little wary on running a QB draw in that situation. Like I said, so I didn't love the play call anyways, but if it's something that you coached, if it's something that you've ran, if it's something that you've practiced, then you need to execute it. And so that, that falls on the quarterback in that situation. Unfortunately, you know, it's just, you have to have better awareness than that. But yeah, you know, if you want to start from the start, if I'm Mike McCarthy and I've been coaching as long as he has, and I have Kellen Moore, my offensive coordinator, if he's the one driving the bus of the offense and we're talking about end-of-game situations and he wants to run a QB draw, if that's the way the conversation went, I'm talking him off that ledge. I'm saying, listen, let's not outthink the room. You know, if we have an opportunity to go down there and score, 
let's take a shot at the sideline because worst case scenario, maybe if we go for a Hail Mary at the 10 yard line, we get lucky one tackle broken and we're in the end zone and it's a completely different ball game. But, but in this situation, they didn't even get the, the last shot. Okay. So now we have the Niners taking on the Packers and the Packers are fully healthy. Right? like basically anybody who's, you know, uh, I think Marcus Valdez Scantling is the only guy who might not play. Otherwise, everybody's Zedarius Smith's back. Um, Whitney Merciless, who they picked up, you know, midseason, is back. Um, like you name it, they're back. But there's the matchup of how the Niners play against how the Green Bay Packers only play, but their personnel. What do you think of Packers versus Niners in Green Bay tomorrow? Well, look, I mean, you, you favor Aaron Rodgers in games like this because he's been in so many games like this. Uh, I saw a stat where Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't played a game in the NFL under 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Aaron Rodgers has thrown over 14,000 yards in games under 40 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, he's got a lot of experience playing in these conditions that they're going to be facing at, at Green Bay, you know Lambeau is going to be an electric envir- environment for this matchup especially because there's some ghosts, you know, kind of haunting Aaron about the 49ers in the postseason. That's been well documented this week. Um, but I do love this matchup, and I love it for a lot of reasons. Styles make fights. You know, the reason why, if you're a boxing fan, Mickey Ward or Toro Gotti were such great matchups were because these guys played no defense. They just wanted to attack. And so it ended up looking like a rocky fight the three times they faced each other. That's what this is going to be. If you love smash-mouth football, if you love pass rushers who are going to be bearing down on talented quarterbacks, and I do think Garoppolo is talented, then you're going to love this game. I think it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be whoever can establish the run and stay on schedule uh, the earliest in this football game is going to be the team who wins. Because essentially Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur want to run the same exact offense. They want to play bully ball with the run game, long sustained possessions, set up the play action pass for their quarterbacks. You give the advantage to Green Bay in that situation, they have the better quarterback. But this is going to be an awesome game. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's get to the Rams taking on the Tampa Buccaneers. Um, the Rams come in, and I mean, to say they rattled Kyler Murray is an understatement. Of course, Tom Brady is no Kyler Murray. On the other hand, Tristan Wirfs listed as questionable. Now, uh, Whitworth's out for the Rams as well, so they're going to miss th- their left tackle. But let's start with, 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 with Tristan Wirfs, again, maybe not playing against that pass rush. Um, the, 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 the secret, and it's not really a secret to beating Tom Brady is you got to get to him with four, right? You got to get to his feet. You got to pressure him with four and the Rams feel like they, they have that ability. Am I, am I wrong? No, no, you're not. You know, they've, they've obviously built themselves up to be that type of pass rush and adding Von Miller at the, at the trade deadline, you know, I mean, it, it really was just more chips added to the stack to push all in for the Rams, you know, and, if I'm playing poker, I don't know if I want to sit across from Sean McVay unless need because these guys, they've built an absolute monster and they've gotten the pieces that they've added to this team to all play well in the sandbox. They bring in Jalen Ramsey, who's got a big personality and he's been there for years now. He's been a big part of the reason why the Rams have a special defense. You know, you bring in a Von Miller, an OBJ, 
I'm not saying they're bad culture guys or they're bad locker room guys, but um, it's difficult to acclimate. And they've got both of those guys making big plays for them. So um, I, I look at this pass rush against uh, an injured offensive line. You mentioned Werfs, but also Ryan Jensen, their center pro bowler, also got rolled up on and had an ankle. He returned to the game against the Eagles uh, in the wild card round for the Bucks. So that's a question mark, too. I think the plan for the Bucks. Because like you said, you're going to want to try to play coverage behind a good pass rush if you can. But the plan for the Bucks is to get the ball out of Brady's hands as quickly as possible. And this is really going to be Bruce Arians seeding control of what routes are thrown to Brady. Because Brady loves throwing the underneath stuff. He loves working the middle of the field, the crossing routes, the slants, the angle routes, the option routes, the stop routes. All that stuff is what he wants to throw anyway. In this game, he's probably going to need to. So you can key on this. The rush may not get to Brady before Brady gets rid of the ball. That's usually the formula for success when Tom's going against a good defense like this. Who wins? I like the Bucks because of the Brady factor, but don't sleep on the Rams, man. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to put my, my name on it. I like the Bucks. They are going to win this football game. But it would not surprise me in the least bit if the Rams win. I think Matthew Stafford's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think the Rams are good enough to win a Super Bowl. So it would not shock me if they got enough, they got a road win here. Okay, let, let's get to the, the big game in the AFC. Bills-Chiefs. Bills have won this game before. Chiefs are a different team than they were, or at least were told, early in the season. Who do you like in the matchup? You know what? I like the Bills. I mean, if you think about it, if this was the Super Bowl... You look at the point spread, at least, and I know that's not a bearing on how the game's going to go. That's more a bearing on how the public views the game, and that's how handicappers do this. Uh, last I checked, Chiefs were favored by, what, a point and a half, something like that? You know, so neutral site. They're probably dogged by the same amount, you know? It's, so it's, it's interesting. I think the Bills are a better team. It is all going to come down to the first quarter, in my opinion. Uh, I think if the Chiefs build up ahead of the team, this is one of the greatest front-runner teams of all time. This is a team that plays cocky and confident with a lead. They pile on. Everybody plays better when things are going well for the Kansas City Chiefs because that's what they're used to. They're used to things going right. The reason why it got so lopsided in some of these losses earlier in the season and why Patrick Mahomes looked so lost is because this team does not play well from behind, and that's – that's so odd because early in Mahomes' career, it seemed like that was all he did. He would just fight back from, from these huge disparities and they'd find a way to win. But this season, it just looked different. So I really think the first quarter is important. Whoever can stay on the chains, who can convert you know, those third and medium, third and short first downs and score, score early, uh, you, get, you get the Bills or the Chiefs either side chasing the points. I think that's the loser. So, so yeah, I watched the first quarter, and you could probably predict the rest of the game. I like the Bills in this one. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right, last one. Tennessee taking on Cincinnati. Tennessee looks like they're going to get Derrick Henry back, and they're playing at home. Cincinnati has a, a quarterback and skill position guys who can make plays, plus an outstanding defensive front. Who do you like in Nashville? All right, so – Cincinnati Bengals actually remind me a lot of the 2018 Chiefs. That's Mahomes' second year, his first year as the the starting quarterback, and they had a pretty dreadful defense with a decent pass rush, 
who could get you some turnovers, but they were number one in points and yards that season offensively. Now, the Kansas, I should say, the Cincinnati Bengals of 2021, uh, they weren't that prolific offensively. You know, they didn't lead the league in those categories. But it is true what you said about Joe Burrow. He's special. I mean, that's the type of quarterback you can build a franchise around and potentially induct into the Hall of Fame one day. That's how much, that's how much of a believer he's made me in a very short amount of time. Um, he's got the it factor. So I look at it this way. Uh, with this game, if the Tennessee Titans can make it ugly, which I think they'll be able to do, the Cincinnati Bengals will be sent home licking their wounds, and they might be better for it. You know, because Joe, Joey B, man, he was slick after that, that, that wild card victory. You know, he kind of left the field and he said, yeah, this is what we're expecting. And then he went into the press conference and he's wearing the shades. And you know what? I'm not saying he needs to be humbled, but it might be the best thing for Cincinnati. You know, look, Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick. He never forgot about it. And, and that fueled him for the rest of his career. Aaron Rodgers got snubbed at the draft, and that helped fuel him the rest of the career. If, if the Tennessee Titans can pile up yardage and play keep away uh, and, and score more points than the Bengals and, and send Joe Burrow home with his tail between his legs, I mean, that may fuel him. So I, I like a Titans win. I think it's going to be an ugly game. If you're betting the total, I'd take the under. I think they're going to try to make this as brutal and ugly day for Joe Burrow as possible. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's the way I see it going. But, look, again, just like the 2018 Chiefs team, I mean, this Bengals team can score in bunches and they can do it really quick, and especially with a game-changer like Jamar Chase. Look out. If he gets hot, he's like no other offensive weapon in the league right now. Awesome stuff. Uh, Rich Ornberger, which, by the way, i, I got to make sure I, I give you the, the, the proper due, okay, that uh, it's not only, you know, not only do you have uh, your, your normal show, but you're co-hosting a new morning show on our iHeartRadio station, um, XDRA 1360 in San Diego, Hartman and Rich O Show. That's live 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Monday. So if you're in San Diego, got to check out Rich's show. Guy is an absolute savant with football, and he's, he's got some other stuff on the side, which is pretty good. Rich, congrats on the new show. Can't wait to hear you this Sunday with Hartman. Thanks for being our guest. Thank you, Doug, as always. All right, I'll look in the future and tell you what the best game of the weekend is upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great, 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 great day. Get ready for a good weekend, man. Whatever you're doing, if you're fighting through, fighting through the uh, the cron, the Omicron, get better. Lots of fluids, I've been told. Lots of lots of fluids. 
um, and and rest. If you're not and you're healthy, get out and exercise and watch some football and listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show or Fox Sports Radio. There you go. There's your, there's your doctor's uh, prescription. Um, I think Friday night's a good movie night too. I have seen the new uh, the new uh, um, Spider Man. It's very good. Oh, let's get to a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Gotta be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Dan Byer? Doug, the game is. Psychic. Psychic. All right, Uh Psychic. What will be the game of the weekend? What game are we going to be talking about the most come Monday? Um, Well,. That's a, it's very I I think it'll be a Sunday game, right? That that's the thing that's interesting is we always talk about the game that we saw last. Um, in in my opinion, I mean mm-hmm. that's just kind of how our our brains work. So when you ask this question, I believe it's going to be Bills Chief because it's the last game and it's two tremendous quarterbacks and it's going to be a shootout. Psychic will Derrick Henry carry a full workload for the Titans on Saturday against the Bengals? Yes, yes he will. He's been ready to play for the last couple of weeks. I think he's 100% ready to go, and they're going to live and die by Derrick Henry. All right, Psychic. Will Josh McCown get a head coaching job in the NFL this offseason? Yes, I think he'll be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Ooh, interesting. The Jaguars also spoke with him, and there's been some rumblings on social media on why the Jaguars would talk to him. But uh, Josh McCown in the mix now. Uh, Psychic, should we expect Clay Thompson to hit a wall at some point this season as he comes back from his injuries? Had a rough one last night, 0 for 7 from 3 and a loss to the Pacers. Um, yeah, I think it's it, it's this early time, right? Because what happens is you go from training to playing, and there's just there's nothing like playing in an NBA game at that level. I, I think you're seeing it right right about now, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give him a game off or so, kind of to flush out that system, and, and he'll get it back. But it's really hard to hit the ground running midseason season. In any case, let alone when you haven't played a game in two years. Final one, Psychic. Will Frank Vogel remain the Lakers head coach through the team's road trip that starts tonight and goes through January 30th? Good source told me that there will not be a coaching change in L.A., you know, barring a a complete and epic collapse, that that Frank will remain their head coach throughout this season. That's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, I was paying attention today to one of the hires that's made in the NFL, which leads me to believe I know who the next hire in the same place is going to be. I'll make sense of the vacancies and who's going to fill them up next on the Doug Gottlieb show. 